0: Welcome back to the Get Fit Podcast. I have Keisha Richards with us today. She and I connected through the wonderful world of a Facebook entrepreneur group. She was actually recommended to me, so that was really exciting for me. I've been trying to connect with her for a bit, but schedules have been absolutely wild, so I'm so excited to have the time to chat with her today. She helps women find their purpose in life with financial freedom, empowerment, success, and I just know how much that's going to resonate with so many of you today. So if you just want to tell us your story, how you got here? I am dying to hear all the deeds.
1: Okay, so first of all, thank you, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being, you know, able to be here and to talk with you. My story, as I always tell people, there's there's two versions. There's a long version, there's a short version. I'll give you the medium version. In 2013, my husband and I, we were running our business, we're doing good, raising our family. I was homeschooling my children, and um, my daughter got sick. And at first it wasn't anything, it turned Turned out that it was a lot more than <laughs> just a stomach ache and in the middle of her being sick a few months later one of my sons my youngest son he got sick so here I was two kids Sick, and um, it was like literally um, hospitalization. We don't know what's wrong. Then he's my son is a sickle cell patient, so that you know everything was his sickle cell. And my daughter, we're running back and forth. They're trying to figure out what's wrong with her, why she can't keep her food in, and why her stomach still hurts. So as it continued on, it literally went from twenty thirteen until two thousand sixteen, and that's when I literally got a double miracle. My son was sick to the point that he was on a feeding tube up until that point. So things were really crazy. But towards the end of 2016, I started to look at it differently. And I started to say, what if this is not happening to our family? What if there is something greater happening in the background and I'm missing it? Because I just could not understand why we kept coming around to the same thing. He would fight one thing be in the hospital for a week or so. We would go home and we think we're getting somewhere and then we would go right back. Similar, my daughter, it was the same thing, you know, from one test to the next. Oh, it's looking good. Oh, nope the next test, it's not looking good. So I got to that point where I started looking differently. And I started looking from a different perspective and said, maybe I should be learning something from this. And once my perspective changed, I can't say there was an immediate turnaround, but it happened quickly. Bearing in mind, we were going in almost three years to date. And at the point where they actually got healed, it was Someone had mentioned the church here in Atlanta and said, hey, I think maybe you should just visit. And we went there. It was like a last resort. Everything was ridiculously crazy. and just like that it happened. So after that, after they got their healing and I'm getting back into what used to be a norm and it didn't feel right. So I decided to write a book. And as I wrote the book, I started to realize that there was still more, there is something else. There is something else inside of me that has not been on the forefront and I need to figure it out. So that's when, you know, I, I literally started to do that soul searching And as I did that soul searching and trying to, you know, figure it out and put all the pieces together, I started to realize that there was more in me that I had never touched. There's aspects of my life. I wanted to work with women. I wanted to help people who were in traumatic situations. And that's when I embarked on the journey. My first stage of that journey to finding who I am today was um, in becoming a life coach. And I did that for a while. And right when I was really getting into that sweet spot, my dad died unexpectedly and it, it got me. And I started to look deeper at that point. And I, one of the prior that I prayed during that time, I said, God, please don't let me miss it this time around. Don't let the time I wasted when my kids were sick, don't let me relive it in this season. I'm grieving, I'm hurt, I miss my dad, I'm a daddy's girl, I love him, but let me learn something from his life. So it was after that, and as I started to gather information from him, not from him, but from everyone who knew him, I started to realize that it, for me, my life going forward did not just mean helping individuals based on life issues. Issues. I have to help them become aware weir of who they were. So that was when I shifted from just life coaching and I'm, you know, I'm helping you with your issues and your difficult circumstances, but I'm actually helping you to see how it connects to the reason that you're here. Because my belief is everyone was created on purpose for purpose, the same way your phone and your television and everything we see around us was created for a purpose. It is the same way we also are created with purpose.
0: That's amazing. It's, I always hate sometimes when we have to be at such lows and things in our lives like they're going really well for so long and we're just so comfortable and then something huge has to be there to push us into finding more of our purpose and we find, we find that we can do so much more when we kind of have our backs against a wall or we find ourselves really down and it's just so, it's so inspiring that you took all the these things and created so much more. Like with your kid's being sick, my cat was sick and I was a crazy mess. I can't imagine having two children sick and like not knowing what to do and then like losing a really important family member and like not letting that drag you down. Like that you took that grief and there's more that I can do. So that's really, really inspiring. And I know, I'm sure you have really bad days there, but it's so, I love that so much because you didn't just stay in it. You didn't just let yourself be defeated or this is just how life is you looked for more and I think that's so so beautiful in that and so I know you said you wrote your book in that process who were you who were you writing that first book for like who were you really trying to connect with or was that just your way of working through and creating more for yourself
1: for me I wrote the book with two two main reasons one of the reason was I needed to create a reminder for me I needed to create a reminder that regardless of what happens in life, I should always remain positive, find something. And, you know, and I think it did help me. And it it was funny because when I wrote that book and individuals who read that book, when my dad passed away, the book of the title of my book is called Stand. And there were individuals who, when they had no words to explain to me what, you know, how to deal with the grief of my dad, they would just look at me and say, stand. And I knew exactly what they meant. They felt me, they saw my pain, but they could not, they could not comfort me. So they just had to remind me of my own words. So I did the book, for people who were in extremely difficult situations for them um, because one of the things going through the season with my children no one around me had ever experienced dealing with two of their three children sick so I felt alone and no one could really relate to me during that time so I kind of wrote that book for you know people it may not be the same situation but a lot of times we go through things and there are others who cannot relate to us because they've never been in that That situation, but it was giving them a guidance to know, hey, this was a dark season for my life. I felt that God had forgotten about me, that my kids were probably going to die. But somewhere, somehow I found the strength and I want you to do the same thing.
0: I love that. Stand. I will have a link for your book in the show notes for everyone. i I've, I love books. I love connecting with people's <laughs> stories and like what they've been through in really like any capacity. i'm I'm a reader. I feel things through writing. so that's very i'm I'm very excited for that. Um, I haven't gone through necessarily like a lot of grief in my life. I, I did lose my mother, but we were never, ever close. So, and I lost her to cancer and it was, so it was kind of better because she'd been in a lot of pain. She was, her life was not great. So looking back at it, I'm like, that was probably the best thing for her Yes, because medicine, the doctors couldn't do anything for her. So I, that was almost like a relief kind of grief that I felt at that time because it was yeah. she's gone but she's not in pain and that's that is still to this day more important to me than if we had tried like experimental treatment it just would not have gone great right so, yeah. but I do know a lot of people who are going through grief I'm in my 30s so a lot of my friends are losing family members and kind of going through that so I'm definitely going to slide that on their way <laughs> because there's it I feel like grief isn't talked about a lot. It It, is not. It is not. Which is crazy. It's something we all feel. So I love that you're talking about grief. You're open about it. It, There's no... There's no need to be like ashamed of being in pain. And I feel like that's something that like as a society, we frown upon and that has kind of come to a head recently where mm-hmm. we're all feeling feelings that we never felt before. That's um, it. Feeling our grief and forgiving ourselves for that. Like I was reading through your blog and about forgiveness <laughs> and I did some stalking. I, I stalked my guests and I was just very intrigued about forgiveness I haven't done a lot of forgiveness work because sometimes I'm like can I forgive myself for that do I deserve to can you kind of speak on why it's okay to forgive ourselves a little bit I probably need to hear that more than (laughs) anyone else do
1: (laughs) okay sure Okay. So this is how I look at forgiveness. And one of the, one of the thing with my dad and I, my dad was not perfect. I love to call him. He was, um, that he was perfectly imperfect as a dad. But one of the things that I was born with, I think I was just born with it, is the ability to see what you did. Yes. You hurt me or someone else, but I always try to find out why. So we can get stuck on the issue that, okay, this happened. I can't believe you did this. I can't believe you did this. And each time we revisit it, all that emotion comes alive and you're feeling it as if it just happened. And what we have to step back and and do, we have to... Take our emotions out of it first and analyze what happened because as humans, we think different. You and I think differently, we have a different view on things. I cannot expect you to feel what I feel, and vice versa. So there's some things that I'm gonna do that you're not going to understand. Same thing for each other, and it's the same thing for our older and our younger self. So we will do things when we were younger, and then when we think back on it a few years later, we're like, oh my god. I'm I was so stupid. What was I thinking? That was the dumbest move. And we just walk around and we gripe about it and we go on and on. And easiest way I see to forgiveness is this. If this happened, if you did this to yourself or to someone else, there was something that was going on in your life, within, within your emotion, your heart, and your mind that allowed that thing to happen. Because our mindset drives our actions. And as it drives our action, we tend to lend our emotions to events and then when we lend it to events they become these monuments in our life versus just something i should have learned from lending our emotions to events and cre- our events become monuments it become a monument that's
0: definitely very i can think of four things that i have done that too even recently that's so good yeah. okay um
1: that's why it's good to when something happened and you know whether it's whether you're hurt or you hurt someone it's to really you know Okay, what was happening with me? Why did I do that? Okay, and really get in touch with you know what what you were feeling? Was it fear? Was it anxiety? Did you did you feel like you were being attacked? Because that's how we respond to things. And then to, once we remove our emotions from it, then we can see it as okay that happened. Okay, so what can I learn from it? And sometimes it's simple. Sometimes it could be two individuals who do not agree, regardless of what the situation is, and you have to make a conscious decision. And if we can't agree on different things, that means maybe we should not be spending time together. So it's a, so then once we do that then we have to now start taking inventory of exactly what is going on and deal with it with actions
0: okay all right makes sense we like that
1: yes so once you start doing that and you start releasing your emotions but a lot of Things happen and we don't just get emotion in the moment. We hold on to that emotion and we keep reliving it and reliving. And this is how I felt. And this, I was so hurt. And the more we speak, because, you know, our words are life. So the more we speak how hurt we were and how devastated we were, we start experiencing that. Forgiving those emotions,
0: power. The more you speak on something, the more attention you give something, the more you're going to experience it, find it, learn, not necessarily learn, but it's going to be around you. You're going to notice it more. If you wake up and you look for all of the good things, you're going to find good things. If you wake up and you're just going to terrible mood and every single thing goes wrong you're gonna find the things that go wrong is that how you kind of like work with your clients when they're working through these blocks that they've put into their life and all of their past and how they've been trying to find their purpose but they can't ever really peel back enough of the layers because of the stories they've been telling themselves is that kind of like what you guys are working on a lot to find that good purpose Y'all, it is out in the world. Money Mastery, your 12-week step-by-step, change your money mindset, learn how to budget, fight back your debts, change your life, learn to manifest. The magic is out, it is live, it is real, and I am just so freaking thankful and excited, and I cannot wait for y'all to get your hands on this. This was 17 months of my own life, trial and error. It was seven months of reaching out to you amazing people, asking questions, surveys, finding out exactly what you needed to change your money mindset, create a budget, and change your freaking life. Money Mastery is live right now. Make sure that you check it out. The link is gonna be in the bio.
1: Yes, that is that is a part of it because in order for us to find our true true purpose, we have to go back. There's a pre um, a pre-session questionnaire that I give all my clients, and it literally takes them back to their childhood. And there's a series of questions I ask them based on their childhood. A child is normally, and the the ideas and what a child shares with you are normally the clearest indication of where they're. Headed in life. Sometimes you probably meet someone who who's an attorney, and they'll meet someone who is a doctor. And you know, this is two, two different things, or even a dancer. And they're like, Yeah, when I was five years old, I wanted to do that, but my parents told me I needed a different job or I needed to become a lawyer. And you're realizing you just say, like, Okay, so how do you feel about that now? And you'll get different responses. Most of the time, you're like, Yes, I still have a passion for that, because they were somehow connected. To that other thing, but life took them in a different direction. So, as I ask them that series of questions, I allow them to go back. Sometimes it's difficult because of what happened. Has already happened in their life. Some individuals, when they get to a certain point and they realize they went down a path because of what was happening in their life, they place resentment. It could be on parents, it could, you know, could be on you know other stuff that happens in their life. So they have to go back and actually deal with that issue. They have to deal with that issue, come face to face with it, let go of what they need to let go, forgive who they need to forgive in order to go forward.
0: We all love to deal with challenges. Childhood trauma.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> but, it, you know, the thing is, it holds so many answers. The amount of answers that your child would hold, and sometimes we, we, yes, a lot of times, it sometimes it can be childhood trauma, but it holds so many answers to our true purpose because when a child is born, or, you know, the younger the child is, the more they're just they're in that creative zone that they're created to function in but life parents and adults who have already been through trauma have a tendency to push these preconceptions on the child and their own fears and, and, and barriers. So now the child who once had this open view, they now start operating out of fear, even though they've never experienced anything like that. Exactly. I learned a lot of things from my
0: parents that made me not really want to take risks because my parents at times in life, they had taken risks. It didn't go well, so they were like, just do this really streamlined, simple thing, and so you don't have to worry about it. And so I've spent a lot of the last couple of years really looking at where the story I told myself, like I couldn't do all of these new things. Like weirdly enough, like my whole childhood, I was very quiet and I was very shy and I was told I was the shy kid and I was just really quiet and soft-spoken and I like couldn't talk to people. And that became my entire identity for most of my life. I was like, well, I'm just like the quiet girl who doesn't have a whole lot of friends and I can't do public speaking and I can't talk to strangers. It became crippling anxiety for me for a very long time. I still have a lot of it, but I'm like, oh, I don't have to be the shy girl. I don't have to be quiet. I can actually speak up for myself and what I say matters. Rewriting that story from my parents just whenever we would go anywhere, they're like, well, she's quiet she's shy, she's shy, so that's exactly what I became, is shy. So we we don't even realize the impacts that our parents had on us. And they probably really meant well. New experiences are scary. So easing into that, most of the stories that we were told as kids, or at least for the most part, were well-meaning, I think. They were said by people who just wanted the best for us and who didn't want us to get hurt.
1: Yes, because based on their own experience and based on what they had already been through, and it was their way of protecting you so that is that's what they did
0: Yeah. So it's, there's nothing necessarily like wrong with some things from your childhood. You can look back at it and you can keep the things that resonate with you. But if there's things about yourself you don't even like, you can change those things. You can work through those things. You can decide literally right now, this second that you don't like something about yourself and you can Google how to change it. You can find a book, you can find a podcast, you can find a Facebook group that will help you become what you want to be. And I, think that's kind of amazing in this time that you can really change how you are and become who you actually want to be as you are. And I just... freaking love that stuff so i shift gears super quick because i definitely need to talk on this so i love talking money a lot of this podcast is money mindset and motivation on mondays and i saw that you were hosting a show with mike howard you're co-hosting him tell me tell me more about that tell me some fun financial things how how did you become a part of that how do you guys do that
1: okay So, my husband and I, we operate a business, and we had gotten him to work with us on our accounting to help us take care of our accounting, So, you know, we kind of, we really clicked from the beginning and we understood, um, you know, he understood what we wanted and he understood the, re- the direction we were going in. And he was pretty, you know, happy and, you know, intrigued at the fact of how we saw money, how we thought about money, how we wanted, you know, how we had this whole outline of where we are and where we wanted to go. And he was just like, he never really get, a lot of clients who are that connected even with their business and know exactly what is happening in their business. So it was from there, he said, Um, I'm going to be doing a talk show. He's like, I used to do it a few years ago. I had stopped, but I think I found my co-host now. And um, he said, I really, really want you to do this with me because he's like, you really understand you're connecting with me on some of the same issues that you know I want to get across and the points I want to get across. So that was, how that came to be And, um you know, a lot of things we, we spoke about was, you know, money mindset, how we operate, that we have money personalities, that each person has a money personality and how to discover your money personality and how it drives you, how each individual money personality drives you and how it's actually connected to your upbringing. So it was a lot of fun. We, our business kind of started growing at the same time and he started traveling a lot he he opened. A, he had to open a branch in Jamaica. So that was kind of why we, you know, we, we've we taken a, a pause from it, a break from it the last couple months, but we're definitely looking to go back to starting it up again.
0: He just living it up in Jamaica right now? Just <laughs> well, living he, his he best has, life? has an office
1: stuck. in New York and he also has an office in Atlanta and another office in Jamaica.
0: I bet that's been interesting with COVID. Goodness.
1: yes. yeah. <laughs>
0: How has, how has COVID been for you guys? Were your kids in school? Could they be in school? Well, my my kids
1: have always been homeschooled. Okay. So what it did allow us, um, it affected them as far as their extra activities, because you know. My daughter, she dances. Um, my sons, they both do swimming. My daughter, she also does swimming and some gymnastics. So all our activities have been cut to zero. Especially my daughter is extremely energetic. So that has been a bit of a challenge. Oh, goodness.
0: Yeah, I just <laughs> I just got like husbands and four cats. Like I can't. Sometimes I can't even deal with my cats. Like you gymnast. Oh, she must be climbing the walls. But it's probably... Wow. More flexible than I
1: will ever be in my life. No, this is the kids grow older. So as they grow older, there's some things you no longer have to deal with. One day, to be a <laughs> there young, you to
0: be a young slinky again. To be to have bones made out of slinkies.
1: <laughs> That's fun, right?
0: So going forward in 2020, assuming at this point we make it to the end of the year, since something new and <laughs> crazy happens every single month this year, what? What are you most looking forward to for the rest of 2020?
1: For my business person, one of the things that I decided to do and I, and you know, the reason I switched right before COVID, I was getting ready to do a lot of in-person workshops, like around Atlanta, just bring a whole bunch of people in, do a lot of events and COVID canceled every single one of my plans, but I still have the goal. I wanted to be 2020 to be the year that I reach a thousand individuals who wants to discover their purpose and want to begin some way, some form to start operating in their God-given purpose. So for me, I chose a thousand. I'm looking at that as I gave myself like an average of how many individuals I can reach per day. And I'm like, that's not a lot of people. It's less than two. It's about two to three persons per day. I can do that. So once COVID hit, I had to rethink everything. So that's when I said, okay, maybe if I did a membership, we'll do a membership and we'll just be online. It will be virtual. I'll still be there. I'll still be providing the information. So that's what I want to do. And with the recent changes and everything that's going on, you know, with COVID, it's also a reminder of how short life can be regardless of how old you are and how healthy you believe you are. And the saddest thing is to get to that point you're getting to the end of your life within time and realize that you still have a desire to do something else that you never even tried to do. Absolutely. Freaking <laughs> yeah.
0: literally. Don't live with any regrets because even if you try and you fail you're never gonna you're never gonna regret failing you're gonna regret not even trying
1: and you never really fail because you learn you're gonna discover what if you discover nothing you're gonna discover that well my way of thinking about that has changed Exactly. That's for
0: me. I went from, so I, my main gig was working at a hotel pre COVID that shut down real fast.
1: Right. So I've
0: been like furloughed from my hotel. So I've had this podcast, my coaching programs, the course that I'm launching, all of those things were on my calendar for the end of 2020. They were Uh 2021 things. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, the world's literally in a global pandemic and I could literally get COVID at any point and my lungs are kind of garbage so I was like okay I could end up on a ventilator and if I'm like dying on a ventilator what do I have to show for it so I really like kicked into such high gear with creating and helping people and reaching out because I'm like if I can help anyone that's good enough and if I get COVID there's at least this good content out there that somebody can have and it's honestly content that I wish I had had when I was younger so I'm like trying to like talk to early 20s people who like have a chance to not dig themselves as deep into debt as I did and to not make as many poor alcohol-fueled decisions as I did and just be like, you don't have to live this life and you don't have to do these things. You can be excited about life and hopeful right yes. now. You don't have to have a, you don't have to be a billionaire and you don't have to have all of the best things. You can be happy right freaking now, which is not a thing that I thought in my early 20s. Or like all of my teens. I was it was always when I get insert thing, then I'll be happy. When, when I get I, older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: when
0: I when I get to where I think I need to go, even though I don't actually want that. Other people want that. There's just so it's so important that we're just actually trying to live our lives with purpose because they're gonna be more meaningful. You're going to help more people. You're gonna be happier yourself, which means that you're showing up in your life for the people around you and your family so much better. When you're showing up as your highest self, Like I'm sure your kids are seeing that and being like, that's a role model. I want to be like my mom. I want that. That just, and it just grows from there. Your grandkids are going to think the same thing. And then the great grandkids and so on. It all starts with you and you can change so many people. So that's, I love, I love that you're, because even if it's just a thousand people, like a thousand people in a year, that's 2,000, 3,000. That's hundreds of thousands of lives that you have the opportunity to touch. And it's so exciting. So exciting.
1: Yes, it, it is exciting because for me, the, you know, as I said, if I, if I can do that in a year, each one of these individuals are connected to so many other people. So when they start seeing these people living their life with the joy, one of the things I realized, people who also discover their purpose, they're happier.
0: And we all want to be happy. We all and really want to be happy.
1: Yes, yes. 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 It's awesome. And I, I I, love what you're doing. I love that. You know, so I know COVID, unfortunately for some individuals, it's, you know, it's brought out so much negative, so much hurt, so much pain because they lost someone they love. But I think it also opened our eyes to just how fragile life is and how we need to know, and we need to be living every single moment as if, hey, anything can happen the next moment
0: absolutely i feel like i'm so much closer to most of my friends even though we all live in different states i actively am like calling them talking to them more because i can't just get on a plane and go home what if the last time i saw you was the last time i saw you what is our last conversation so i it seems kind of morbid in my head sometimes yeah. where i'm like what if this is our last conversation that something happens And I try to have that kind of mindset to everything I do now. It's like, what is the lasting thing? What do I want? Either lasting on social, on the podcast, in even just a text conversation. Am I okay with some of these texts being the last things that I say to people? Which is terrifying, but you know, COVID's killed like 120,000 people. So I can can be scared. (laughs)
1: Yes, but, and it's okay to be scared and it's, it's okay for us to, you know, to be confused. And as you said, it's okay for us to grieve, but a lot of times, People don't like to see us in that uncomfortable state because it makes them uncomfortable. And they have to also, if we're friends and I see you going down a certain path, it's going to trigger an emotion in me and it's going to get me thinking. So we don't like to see other people in that zone because we don't want to go there.
0: Yes. I don't like to see other people uncomfortable. So sometimes I overcompensate for that when I should probably be letting them feel those feelings rather than trying to instantly cheer them up yes. So that's it it's it's hard to to just sit with people that you love who are hurting because you want to fix it and you want to make it better and that doesn't always work
1: no
0: like just Mm -hmm. sitting in those uncomfortable feelings is important. Yes, Yes, it is. (laughs) I'm going to have all of your info, all the places that people can find you, work with you, be notified of when you do have speaking gigs again in the show notes. And I just love to have my guests close out with kind of the biggest piece of advice you would either give your younger self or like a really strong like what's on your heart kind of takeaway message. So what do you got for us, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am?
1: That's a big One because for my younger self, there's so many things. There's different advice I would give in different areas. But overall, and even during the current state, you know, just what 2020 has brought us through so far and it's been a season of awakening in pretty much every area it it has made us consider our health it's made us consider social issues we have also had to deal with our finances and if there was one thing that i could say is stay grounded stay positive have a plan and stick to the plan and this is the reason if you don't stay grounded if you don't know Who you are? Why you're here? What is the purpose? What's the point in the cell phone that we use? Have a clearly defined purpose. It's, you know, it's defined as a cell phone because it's supposed a, a smartphone because it's supposed to make your life easier. And you are a living human being that affects not just people that you see directly, but people around you and you not have and operate with a purpose. So that's one of the reasons why you need to stay grounded, because you need to always be sure of who you are, because once you're sure of who you are, then the best version of you always come forth and stay positive, regardless of what is going on, do not allow the negative in life to overshadow your brain. There is negative. There's always going to be negative, but stay positive and protect your own emotions. Because when your emotions are out of whack, that's when you find that your life is also, it's going to be out of whack. It's going to be out of control. You're going to be, today you're up, tomorrow you're down. And sometimes you're in the middle, sometimes you're closer to the edge. So you have to really keep a positive mindset and make sure that you're solid and firm in your mindset it's
0: so true like even though it's sometimes hard to stay positive and you don't have to i've been reading a lot about toxic positivity and the idea of always having to be happy and i think that it's important to like at least look on the bright side and see the positives but you don't have to only be positive all the time you can have all of the full spectrum of emotions and you don't have to be ashamed about it and nice. and you can just work through it but there is always a positive. Like if you You are alive, living, breathing right now. And if you're not and you're a zombie and you're listening, like, this is so cool. But if you're alive listening to this right now, you, there's a purpose inside of you. You are here for a reason, even if you don't know what it is yet. That doesn't mean that you won't and you are allowed to pursue your purpose in any way that feels right for you. If you have good days, bad days, great days, low days, all of that is normal. All of that is fine. You are allowed to feel everything because everything together is who you are and your purpose.
1: Definitely. Definitely. And that's the reason why we need to have a plan because that plan, when the negative comes in and when, because that we're going to deal with it, whether we like it or not, it's a part of life, but it's going to help you get back to that place where you see, change your perspective and deal with it in in that way. Like, Hey, I still have this plan that I need to work.
0: Exactly. Well, I am so freaking thankful that you took the time to hang out with me today. I know we got some great nuggets. I have like a whole page of notes. You just dropped quotes left or right that I love and I'm excited for everybody to get the book and read on that and be sure to tag us if you're listening to this on Instagram, Facebook. Let us know how much you love it and make sure that you go give this lovely lady here, a follow on all the social media.
1: Can't wait, I can't wait to hear from you guys.